Good evening, America, and welcome to another edition of World's Greatest American. I am your host, Cade Weiberg, joined this time with a uh, joined by a lovely panel, um, starting with uh, Kaylee Sayaka. Hi. Welcome back, Kaylee. We have, to her right, uh, Nicholas Bradshaw. Hi. Returning defender. And newcomer, Billy Hay. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Billy. Um, We are excited to have our panel here. We have a great list of Americans, and we have an exciting list of questions to ask. Uh, Billy, it's your first time. Would you like to start off, or would you like to forward that responsibility to someone else? It's your decision. Um, I will start off. Because you grabbed the bull by the horn. All right, that's the spirit. That's a good spirit. You're going to get invited back with that attitude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All Assuming right. it's a good question. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, who would you rather have controlling the music on a long road trip? Great question. That's a great question. Very We've good question. We've not had that question yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that one. I'm that's, surprised we yeah. haven't had that one yet. It is a very... How many musicians get on this podcast? I know. For sure. All right. Because all of them think they're the proper person to have the ox, so... It doesn't even occur. It's a default. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Nick, 1 through 30. Oops, I got to copy and paste real quick, but you can still do those numbers for me. Um, 14 and 10. 14 and 10. And the results are in that I'm copying and pasting right now. Live. (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady and Val Kilmer. What kind of music do you think Tom Brady listens to? Tom, he's either listening to like that like pop country thing that's oh, going yeah. on, like Florida Georgia Line, or oh, yeah. he's God, listening. I hope not. Or he's listening to like the rap caviar playlist on Spotify, <laughs> thinking he's made it. <laughs> I feel like Val Kilmer, whatever he chooses, he's gonna have a two-hour story about whatever song he chooses. He's like, you know, when I played Jim Morrison. Is- yeah. You know, it's about Kilmer in his prime, also. So yeah, I don't hate Florida Georgia Line. If that is oh, indeed I hate Georgia, Georgia. Okay, Florida Line. Okay, I think we know what. what we're today, doing. today in Roxborough, apology. Hey, okay, it's fun. <laughs> it's poppy. Let's I'm gonna go. Google Tom Brady's favorite music. So Google Hunt doesn't steer us wrong. I'm looking at Val Kilmer's. Val right, Kilmer's great. got some music in his background. You know? mm-hmm. to, oh, Tom Brady's workout playlist. We get some actionable intelligence. Is it bearable? Yes, indeed, by Lil Baby and Drake. Everybody Mad by OT Genesis. I don't. And why? Genesis of some kind. But it's spelled. I hate modern music. Okay. Uh, Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Believer by Imagine Dragons. I hope that's not true. You gotta hear this Val Kilmer list right. that Kaylee got because they're okay. all bangers, honestly. Yeah, Val Kilmer did a guest DJ set <laughs> Sick. in 2013. Okay. He picked three songs that awakened his artistic expression early in life. Okay. Eleanor Rigby. Great. Leave mm. On by Elton John. Okay. It's All Right, Mom, Only Bleeding by Bob Dylan. Manic Depression and the Jimi Hendrix Experience and Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. That's got yeah, to be that. That's he, he very persuasive. He this remembers is... the moment he heard <laughs> He remembers the moment he heard it, too. Every one of these has a story. That's great. That's what I said. Because it's a guest set. So, obviously, it's Val Kilmer. It's oh. obvious. I'm going to read you the rest of Tom Brady's it. dog shit playlist. <laughs> uh, so, Believer by Imagine Dragons, which is a very dumb song. PSA Interlude by Jay-Z. Ooh. Country Grammar by Nelly. That's Black by song. Pearl Jam, which rules. Good. Okay. Bad Boy for Life by Diddy. I'm sure that's the one that he's listening to. He's like, I am a bad boy he's for like, life. He's like, for life even. <laughs> yes. Not just today. No. Not just tomorrow. For life. Butterfly Effect by Travis Scott. 
Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. That's an interesting workout song. <laughs> yeah, right? very like, what do you think? It's probably like Sunday football related, I would imagine. You think he doesn't know what the song's about? I and he's just know. like, this must be oh, about football. Oh, I absolutely football. don't think he knows what the song's about. <laughs> Many Men by 50 Cent, Till I Collapse by Eminem, and perhaps the hardest song of all, Viva La Vida by Coldplay. That's a, that's a good song. It is a good song. I feel like I'm down with There's it. Like, Additionally, in Val Kilmer's thing, the same year, in 2013... He had a solo stage show called Citizen Twain, which brings to life the legendary Mark Twain. Yes. And at the beginning of the show, he has Mark Twain sing Smells Like Teen Spirit. All right. And he says, here we are now. He says jokingly, here we are now. Enter Twain us. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic win. I think he won. That's yeah. Any, anybody for Tom Brady. Here like, we are get now. The enter Twain us. fuck out of here, Brady. You lose. <laughs> this is... There's very few like there's very few like obliterations yeah, in this that was game. A great but, yeah, that was, but, that was brutal. Yeah, he <laughs> literally in every possible facet, Val Kilmer just destroyed Tom. Absolutely. I didn't even need to end on that. That was just a fun time. All right, next question, Nicholas. Right. Who would you rather have save you if you were <laughs> locked in a ru- a building, a skyscraper even full of terrorists? Okay, so you watched Die Hard. Yes, I did. Who is the John McClane? Who would you rather be the John McClane role? Or who, who actually are you hoping, do the thing? Like, who are you hoping does the thing? Like, will man no, up? It's like, so, you're plopped down in the Die Hard situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these people is tasked with doing what John McClane does in the movie. Yeah. Who do you want that to be? That's the So, so someone who would do it. Like, yes. not someone who would cower. It's Val Kilmer right. and it's John McClane. No. <laughs> All right. All right, 1 through 31, Caleb. Uh, two and sixteen. Marissa Tomei, or Trey Cool, the drummer of Green Day. I I'd like to at least be able to identify visually the person that what is saving is... me, and I couldn't pick Trey Cool from a lineup. Oh, I could. I could. Tell us about it. Uh, well, I mean, he's a drummer, so he's got pretty good arm strength. He is a jokester. Okay. I mean, I don't think either of these are necessarily good candidates to right. become John McClane. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't envision Marissa Tomei. Maybe she was more of an action star, but what role has she played that kind of prepared her for something like Well, I feel like, like John McClane's a bit of a jokester. I mean, you could have just killed that guy and sent him in the elevator, but he took time to say ho, ho, ho on, on the dead body. I know, but like the killing was the thing that he, right. he's a cop, so he has yeah. that. The only thing I'm, the only edge I'm giving Trey Cool is he has some pretty good arm strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it arm strength or wrist strength? No, he, his arms. He takes both. Because wrists yeah. are like control, and then the arms are the thing that you have to have stamina. So this is very specifically the diehard situation. It's yes. not just. I try being to mask it in vagary, <laughs> but it is essentially I'm asking diehard. He asks questions that are exact scenarios in movies. Well, being smaller in size would allow you more mobility. In the vents. Trey Cool is not that tall a man. Give me the stats. Give me those rookie right. stats of Trey Cool. So <laughs> we're gonna have a behind-the-tape cool comparison. Height. I feel like Trey Cool is five six. It's not terrible. Okay. He could fit. In, is, uh, he could fit in a vent. How tall is Bruce Willis? Uh, taller than. Hold on, Marissa Tomei height than Bruce Willis. Uh, Marissa Tomei is fifty eight. So in her prime, she's my cousin Vinny, right? Right. All right. So she's five three and a half. Shorter. She's wiggling through those vents. She would have a mobility advantage. But can she fight? And Bruce Willis is six feet, so he's got half a foot on Trey Cool. Mm-hmm. And if he can fit in vents. I'm, I'm going to try to give the Trey Cool just because I feel like 
Marissa Tomei is more suited for Guile. And, yes. you know, I don't feel like John McClane needed Guile to do what he did most he of the resolution. He had Argyle, but he did not have <laughs> yeah, Guile. Tome. Uh, regrettably, no. Another day for Tome. <laughs> a great day, Tome. <laughs> Marissa Tome, you are not the world's greatest American. Boo and hiss. Kaylee. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean. None of my people make it. Well, you can, you can change this by asking a question that, you know, maybe if your American gets drafted, shifts them in your favor. Always giving me hope. Um. Who would be more likely to keep a very uh, meticulous diary? Just for themselves. Curious what this is based on, but no, okay. No, it's just me. Okay. Meticulous this happens, diary. This happens in Glass Onion, but it's actually not directly off that. It's not okay. for biographers. They just kind of have a well-kept diary. And we're measuring, like, how thorough the diary is? No, just, just, like, who would be more likely to do this? Okay. To just to have yeah, a just consistent, to have a consistent diary. Diary doesn't need to be readable. No. No, not necessarily. It's just like, just you know, or entertaining. They're tracking their thoughts. It has more to do with the fact that he's kind of doing it now. Yeah. yeah. There's like a character judgment. It's like, who, what about them screams this person keeps them? Like that they're stuff. a diarist. One through 30, Billy. Uh, two and seven. Gerard Way, the lead singer and songwriter of My Chemical Romance, or Isaac Asimov, famous science God, fiction writer. This is actually kind of hard. These Ooh. are my... St- I, um, can you check the Isaac Asimov? Is American for me. I know. Oh, good cue. Yeah, just, he, I, I, I am almost is. certain that he is. I just didn't want to make assumptions. Like uh, he is on the list of great science fiction writers along with Harlan Ellison and things like that. I just did not want to. Ask he is American. Last name's yeah, a bit did. too ethnic. Just I in absolutely case. think it was As- Asimov would be more likely. To he he was born there. in Russia, but he he is a naturalized citizen. Mm-hmm. I would think. Oh, is is he alive? Would well, was a naturalized oh, okay. citizen. Be able to keep a good. Yeah, journal. Uh, I feel like either of them would, but I feel like Asimov with the writing focus probably. I just feel like Gerard Ways wouldn't too. be a meticulous diary. He'd be like song what? ideas and lyrics and things like he, that. He did he not create the the? Is he the one? He wrote the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yes, that's yeah. why I just finished Umbrella Academy. So season he's three. also just the kind of like emo kid who kept that's a diary true. for sure. I, we, I think both of these are very suitable candidates for this question. What do we qualify as a meticulous diary? Are you talking about one would keep the better diary? Yeah. I guess I would say consistency More, yeah, consistent. rather than... It doesn't have to be qualitatively better. Okay. Yeah. Because it's probably Isaac Asimov is a better writer. Although, would he write better about his own life? Like, Gerard Way would probably have a more uh, th- uh, thorough thread or direct mm-hmm. thread to, like... A bit more, the common I, man's I feel diary. Like, I feel like people who specialize in writing tend to just keep that same level of writing throughout, and mm-hmm. that's how you get really verbose. Sure. Like, fair argument. Asimov was doing so much writing of his own creativity that he wouldn't necessarily be keeping a diary. You know what I mean? Yeah, entirely possible. It's like I can see Gerard Way jotting down thoughts and feelings and experiences i yeah i i'm leaning toward gerard way for this one just because if isaac asimov is to write i think he's going to write science fiction what about the time that these two individuals live like their eras Mm. 
So this is also it's the Americans in their prime. If that was not so, Asimov would have been. He's writing I Robot, mm-hmm. the Will Smith joint. When was his prime? His prime. I mean, uh, yeah, he was publishing the magazine in the eighties. I'd say no earlier than the fifties. I really don't. No, when did he like write the the iRobot franchise or the the uh, laws of robotics and that stuff? Jared Way may be faced with more modern distractions. I think he's just the type of person who would constantly be journaling about everything. Like he just him and Jared Leto, like just that emo (laughs) middle school, like yeah, you're just writing. If Jared Leto wrote more about his shenanigans, he would be in prison already. (laughs) Well, he's not sharing his diary. That's what what I'm saying. But if he kept record, we would be able to find it. Sure, I guess like a burn this at burn after reading kind of situation. Um, A lot of his stuff, Asimov's stuff, was in the early 1960s. But Billy, do you have an argument for his prime? Like, if he is writing at a certain time, he's more likely to keep a more concise journal? Meticulous journal. Okay. It would be that with, with fewer distractions, no social media, stuff like that. But maybe... Oh, I see. like the 1950s, but I was be able to keep that meticulous journal better. Gerard Way did move to the desert after MCR became famous. Um, which is where he wrote the uh, Killjoys album, Danger mm. Days. That's, um, a, that's a good, that's a good point too. I think he likes to be. He's definitely solitude. he's shot, yeah, and he also like he disbanded the band because he didn't want to. He was an introvert. I think I'm gonna go with Gerard Way as someone who's more likely to journal in general. I agree. Um, and Asimov as someone who writes a lot, but I don't feel that his writing is personal journaling. I agree. That is my so exact sentiment. Way. I will also vote that way. Okay. Right. All right. I feel comfortable. With the Gerard way. Isaac Asimov. The Gerard way. <laughs> you're not the world's greatest American. Moving on to the next question, brought to you by myself. Uh, I guess I'll pull up my old letterbox. Um, Those sound like very casual ad reads. Who is yeah? Who is most likely? how to phrase this question um to be uh, to be a very fun yet irresponsible parent like irresponsible to the point where you are like they probably shouldn't be allowed to raise these kids okay but fun to the point where the kids love being around him or her more so than being around a responsible adult like a teacher and okay. they feel very comfortable. I don't think it. this is Mrs. Doubtfire, but it is not Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm imagining, you know. Okay, got. It. Um, one through twenty-nine, Nick. All right, I'll go twenty-seven and five. Warren Buffett or James Franco? Fun parents. Right? Fun but irresponsible. Okay. So gotta be Franco. I would say so. Yeah, it's not Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's the opposite. Yeah. He seems like a very unfun guy if you have, <laughs> if you're that, like, robotic that you can pick stocks that yeah. always win. That's his whole brand. Yeah. It's like, that he's the practical... Okay. But he wasn't, like, robotic to pick those. He was just very pragmatic. Sure, very but what kids I'm enjoy... Not trying, I'm not trying to defend Warren Buffett. You're the biggest se. Warren Buffett yeah. fan I know, but aside from Oh, that, sorry. I meant to say Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we're 
clear on the Francoisms here. It's got to be Franco because he's also someone you would see with kids and be like, he shouldn't be with like, kids. That concerns me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, all right. Any any votes for Warren Buffett? I don't think there's no. even an argument. Yeah, no, no, no. Also, like not as much of an obliteration as before, but kind of. It's like, a very decisive. James Franco kind of crushed Warren Buffett in this debate. I think we once had in a to, lifetime. I think we would have <laughs> had to have Warren Buffett have a horse in the game where we gave him a moment to try. Yeah, but and then it just immediately there was not a question about stocks. He was doomed. Yeah, uh, worth their inscrutable. Yes. He's very scrutable. Billy, the next question is yours. Who is more likely to survive in the Upside Down? Okay, Stranger Things. Cool. Like, survive the longest? Yeah. Because okay. it kills you eventually, doesn't it? Well, if you're stuck there, you... Well, yeah. well he was there gotta. for weeks, wasn't he? I mean... Yeah, he was there yeah. for a while. So you can stay for a while. You can stay for a bit. But there's what is it? Time is different there, isn't it? Technically. Yeah. No. I don't think so. No, it's real time because remember they interact with it. They in interact season. through the across it through the, the the wall. Yeah, so it's it's actually simultaneous. Okay, is what it feels like. All right, it's just very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Last longer in the upside down. Kaylee numbers one through twenty-eight. 21-22. David Fincher or Herman Mankiewicz. I don't know who Herman Mankiewicz is. He is Mank. Uh, oh, the, the writer David, of yes, the writer Citizen of Kane. Citizen Kane. Oh, and the, Gary uh, the okay. yes, the Gary Oldman uh, casting in the David Fincher joint Mank. Well, I'm familiar with that. Um, David Fincher is a director who has given us Seven, Gone Girl, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and many other. Mm-hmm. I feel like Fincher can conceive of more horrible things, and therefore will be more prepared for them. That's my impression. It's yeah. Like you can, if you could imagine terrible things, you could conceivably have a better chance. I think in his prime, Mank does not know what's going on. The spooky ghosts. Yeah. The demons. In, in the upside down. Who do I have to pay a hop, honey, to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think this one's also kind of a no-brainer. Once again, um, we're getting a lot of people that are good for guile. No, no, because we'll it, it's consistent. We will get stuck. We're uh, spending our time wisely on looking up research that obliterates one yeah. person. <laughs> Herman Mankiewicz, you're not the world's greatest American. It also means we're getting good at the game that we're coming up with questions this specific to the point that it immediately eliminates com- competition. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate end game of this podcast is for it to be five minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah okay. Um, the question is, who would be more likely to give up their own aspirations and dreams for the good of their hometown? What the fuck? Their hometown. <laughs> what movie is it? Not Footloose. No. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. He okay. sacrifices oh, over for the and ba- over again. The one scene. George okay. Bailey. George Bailey. Yes. Yeah. But people um, only acknowledge well, like he the continues to bits. defer his travels abroad and college. To take on the responsibility, and then even his honeymoon money to you know fund the bank, and kind of continues to put off his own ambitions. Okay, for the to, good of to, for the good Bedford of his, his uh, brethren. Yes. So who'd be more likely brethren. to be selfless for the good of everyone in his okay. community? The greater good. One like through twenty-seven, guy. Billy. Uh, six and eleven. 
Adam West or Chevy Chase? Clearly <laughs> Adam, Adam West. West. It's clearly Adam West. There is no chance Chevy Chase has given anyone Chevy anything. Chevy Chase would burn it down on his way out of town. Yeah. Like, no one gets to live here anymore because I lived here. And Adam West would... I think That's he, why he did, didn't he? I mean, he continued to be camp in his yeah. own way for his entire career. Well, Chevy Chase... Because that was what after, was desired. Didn't he get his stage name after Chevy Chase, Maryland? And now no one knows Chevy Chase, Maryland exists, but everyone, unfortunately, is forced, forced with the existence of regular Chevy Chase. Oh, The boy. bright night prevails. That's yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to the next question. Another another fireball. Fireball round. Mm-hmm. Speedy. Uh, we some good guys on this back out. Kaylee, your awesome question. Awesome good men on this podcast. Um, drawing off the fire thing, who would be more likely to be a firefighter? Uh, a okay. profession. More likely to be a firefighter. Yeah. One through 26, Nick. Okay, uh, 25 and 5. Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Or James Franco. Whoa! Whoa! Franco Franco. A sibling rivalry. <laughs> Have either of them played a firefighter in a movie? Oh, gosh. Let's look it up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Who's played the most heroic role? That's all I can base it off. Well, right? James Franco is most neither of them really. James Franco right. is kind of a villain and stuff. Sadly enough, there was a firefighter that was named James Franciscovic that went by James Franco. Oh, do you past. think that that's a uh, well? That's also the name of a uh, character in Rescue Me, which is a show about this appears firefighters. to be a real person. Dave Franco, the actor, but is not was never a firefighter. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to go based on vibes for this, that I can see I can see James Franco doing it on a whim, like for six months. I think Dave Franco would commit more to being and a Dave firefighter. Dave Franco would do it yeah. consistently. I agree. I think that fits with He's the a brand house. of the, yeah. the, uh, the, two, the two men. The He's Franco been able to consistently do Alice and Brie in a way that people are like, oh, they're still together? Yeah, that's, that's strange. Yeah. Uh, I am shocked that they're still together. They are? I think. Mm. Are they? They are. Yeah. Them? <laughs> Do we have up to the minute <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> updates? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep updating. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. Throughout yeah. the pod. <laughs> keep, uh, yes. Please keep updating our day, Franco would and Alison Bree still Wouldn't dating. it be the drizzling shits if I got like a Hollywood reporter alert that they broke up <laughs> this? Stranger things have happened on this podcast. Welcome to Franco Night. <laughs> I will tell everyone off camera about uh, such strange events. All right. Enjoys. Off mic, sorry. Um, I knew this was there's a, a camera. I knew this was a visual medium. Yeah. I've been dressing up for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so we going Dave Franco for this? Yeah. Yes. Any votes for James? <laughs> James Franco, you're not the world's greatest American. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you had such good odds. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, okay, me. Um, and my question, I literally just had one up as my phone was up. Um, who is most likely to seem like an asshole if you're going to talk, like have a one-on-one? Uh, you immediately, your first reaction is, this person sucks, no one would want to be friends, but secretly is really good, maybe even the best, at taking care of their very sick mother. Okay, okay, okay. This a, feels like a real person you're referencing. It's a movie. I know, but this feels the way that we'll you feel going. passionately yeah. about it. Well, in the movie, like he's such a dick, but it's really because he's so upset that his mom is sickly yeah. and mm-hmm. he can't do anything about it. But everyone hates him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one through twenty-five, uh, Caleb. Yeah. 
seven and seventeen. Val Kilmer or Colin Hanks, who is Tom Hanks' son, Colin. who is in a season of Dexter. Orange He's County. In Orange County. He's in the movie Untraceable. Is it? I think he care about his mom. But who comes off as more of an asshole, but also really cares for them? What was the show with Bradley Whitford that he did? It wasn't the was it the nice guys, the other guys? The it was some sort of the nice guys. It was some sort of guys, the other yeah. guys. It wasn't the other guys. That's, well, the, that's Will the, Mar- the Will Ferrell. I want to look it up because I always the think nice guys. guys. Anyway, you guys. No, the nice guys is the. Uh, oh, it's the, the other, other nice guys. The yeah, other nice yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bradley. Maybe. Uh, the good guys. The good That's guys, not the nice guys, the good not the other guys. We never said I like they were that good. show. I we never said they were anyway. nice. Um, so hard exterior takes care of sickly mom. Val Kilmer seems very personable. Yeah, I think both of these people are personable and would take care of their sick mother. This is true. Doesn't Val Kilmer have a reputation similarly to Edward Norton for being kind of a dick? In his profession, but actually being kind of nice. I don't know anything about that, but I would listen to that argument if you have a. uh, I got this. Have a stance. I I gotta take up for my favorite Batman. Different podcast for that defense. (laughs) Doing this for the aftercast. (laughs) Val Kilmer pulled off the Iceman and Top Gun. Yeah, Yeah, but he was like, I guess Top Gun won. Yeah, he's a bit more of a. Well, no, he's a dick in that, right? Yeah. Okay, there's the prevailing argument that Maverick is the dick actually doing dangerous things, and Iceman is a good flyer. But he's technically the antagonist because yeah. he tells Maverick that he's dangerous, which he is, <laughs> you know. And then I think Maverick even acknowledges that in the sequel when he goes to Ice. Yeah. And, you know, as we call him Ice. Yeah, <laughs> we do and, call uh, him Ice. And Ice seems a little bit like has a softer side, so I think that I'm going to go Val Kilmer on this one. I think we have a little bit more data of his old vibe than Colin Hanks, who we don't even apparently want to talk about. So. Well, that's... But he's also... Uh, he does seem kind of... Colin Hanks isn't famous enough, so he that could either rub him the wrong way to the point where he's like always in his father's shadow, sure. and he's like a dick to everyone. Because uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is the nicest man in the world. Apparently. So you would think that either he has the opposite of a son, or he has the son who is... Exactly. Like the firefighter arsonist scenario. Yes, of your. exactly. Yeah. Val Kilmer has a quote that says, "As you know, I have a reputation for being difficult, but only with stupid people," and that really resonates mm, with me. Wow, yeah, and he's so also, <laughs> and he's, uh, he has had an article that that was published in 1996 by Entertainment Weekly says why Val Kilmer is the man Hollywood loves to hate. So but, he's had a reputation of being a real dick. That quote sounds like something Chevy Chase would say after burning the town that he was just <laughs> in. Well, speaking of burning, apparently he burnt a cameraman with a cigarette on the... Okay, yeah, all right. It's got to be Val Kilmer now. Like, I think we have. I'm persuaded. Unless, like, Colin Hanks was secretly, like, the Unabomber or something. I mean, we didn't Google him, so maybe we should give up. Colin Hanks Unabomber? Call <laughs> no, just Colin Hanks, like, shady past. <laughs> I feel like we're Colin... about to unlock this all for Ted Kaczynski. I'm about to break him right out. I feel like Colin Hanks doesn't have that aura. Of I took a bullet for you, Colin. <laughs> go, just go to jail. I got my acting career on the line. You can have your Hanks and eat it too. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Sorry. Move on. Overruled. Um, yeah, I'm going to vote for Val Kilmer. That was my gut initially. I agree. Alright. Colin Hanks, you're not the world's greatest American. Welcome to the Kilmer Apology Tour podcast. Listeners, we all had dinner together before this, so that's why we're agreeing with each other a lot. We, yeah, we had we, we had time to get in sync. Never, uh, well, has this group anyway gone to dinner beforehand and talked about 
how we were gonna skew our opinions on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, the whole conspiracy. Yes. Um, There's conspiracy. Billy, your question. Is it my question? It is. Okay. Who is more likely to win on the show Survivor? Okay. Very good. Um, one through twenty-four. Also, you, Billy. Also. Yes. Uh, twelve and thirteen. Trey Cool, the drummer of Green Day, or Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer songwriter of Green Day. Oh, we've got a combination here. All right. So as far as these, I mean, they're both good friends, so I don't think they would dick either of them over. But Trey Cool is definitely more of the jokester okay. for what that's worth. All right. Probably more physically fit. Probably works out more. Billy Joe is more of a thoughtful soul. Okay. Um, I know nothing about either of these people really, so I'm I'm willing to listen. I mean, to I could opinions. give you the the history of Green Day, but that's a separate podcast. Right. The after after podcast. The after after cast. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Batman on one, and then we go through the Green Day discography on the other. Some point. Well, the show Survivor. It's that. In- There's it's betrayal that, though. It's that pairing. There are physical challenges. Okay. But then there is a mental game going on the entire and time. And I, I wouldn't say that Billy Joe is smarter. He's definitely more creative and artistic. Okay. But I think they're probably about the same level of intelligence. Because okay. they both, you know, they're millionaires and they have Person to do stuff. Trey Cool's listening to this, he's like, hey, you don't know that man's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the American idiot. So, the idea... <laughs> the titular. That's a good point, Billy, of like, which of them is more devious... I I don't think either of them are devious. Um, Trey Cool's definitely more of the trickster and the prankster. In Sounds the group. like deviousness. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like, oops, I unscrewed the salt shaker lid. Like, you're getting more salt than you wanted. Mm. Uh, that kind of joke. And then Billy Joe Armstrong has been sober. Uh, in his prime, he probably was not. So maybe he was a bit more debaucherous when he was okay. not sober. Uh who do you think would go further to win in any scenario? I don't think either of them are terribly competitive. If I was to guess, I would say Trey Cool might be slightly more competitive. But that's a total hypothetical because I don't uh, know them personally. I'd go with that. I mean, what we're getting here is a hint of trickster, a hint of competitiveness. Uh, lead singers. Lead singers have a little bit of a... Mm. a I don't know if vibrant aura is the right word. Sure. They're, they're front and center. Yeah. yeah, they're okay being front and center. Little, they're okay with eyes on them. Yeah, that's true. Narcissism they really might nice. be more suited for uh, the the scrutiny of being on the television show Survivor. Mm. Does that factor into Survivor? Like, are they picking? Do I haven't watched the show in a long, long time? Do they pick people based on the viewers' reception to them? No. Okay. No, so it but is it's, all it's the other stupid. players. Yeah. So you have to be able to play all your other sure. contestants on the show and not be a threat in some manner. Like, right. So kind they don't of a nice vote you off. Yes. Feels like most people kind of can't stand lead singers' vibes. So, I, I so don't, that might be he's definitely worse. I don't know. He's very personable. He did a lot for. Um, gay rights as well on okay. the punk scene in the cool. late 80s early 90s because there were a lot of gay punk bands that people wouldn't give the time of day but hmm. billy joe is bisexual so okay. he constantly the defends them the time of green day yes um sorry this is all i'm here for so i don't 
He's very like a kind person. They're both kind. This is this is a yeah. That's a kind of talk. Just for the the jokester nature. The jokester nature, and I think just the physical prowess. If there is that facet on Survivor, where you have to like run a fucking triathlon or something. I'm gonna give it to Trey Cool as well. Okay. Now that I think about it, I think that lead singer mentality might put him in the limelight too early. Mm-hmm. People see yeah, on the show, sense. see him as a threat, and he gets voted off yeah. early on. And okay. the drummer goes under the radar Yeah, so he flies under the wire. And, uh, and wins yeah. the show. I agree. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong, I'm, yeah, I was not expecting you two to fight each other, but you're not the world's greatest <laughs> American. Moving on to the next question, Nicholas. Alright. Um... This is a very vague question of, like, who do you think would be more likely to be the secret key to saving everything in an epic scenario? Secret key to saving everything. Right. Like, you didn't know that they were You're watching so... a lot of movies that I like don't know what they <laughs> Kind of. Do you know, I was about, uh, finished Adventure Time oh, okay. two days ago, and in the Elements series, which is eight episodes altogether... Uh, Lumpy Space Princess turns out to be spoilers. The secret key to turning everything back the way it was. So I'm I basically asking nothing less who from my queen. is a more unexpected, important underdog, okay. essentially. Unexpected? In that scenario, Anyone yes. who saw Lumpy Space Princess from the beginning yeah. knew that she was an icon. Well, they didn't it just know took that you all time to she realize she was the it. anti-elemental. One Deep inside through baseball. 23, Nick. Okay. Um, 21 and 19. Toby Maguire or Megan the Stallion? I feel like it's got to be Toby Maguire, right? Because I feel like his his kind of quiet nature, unless he's being confronted by paparazzi, is going yeah. to be what's going to kind of help him fly under the radar. Whereas I don't feel like Megan the Stallion is particularly subtle. No, she's, she's quiet not. as a person. I did not know. But like, but like important key, does this mean you have to be like wholesome in any? No. Okay. Just like they are How the most unexpected. No, I think no. Toby Maguire was a member of the Pussy Posse, and he was. and is also. I'm trying to tell you about this. This is one of my favorite. He, uh, With he a name was, like Pussy Posse. You got theoretically, he was player X in Molly's game. If you've seen okay, that, yeah, yes. I've heard. So I think he is a devious okay. guy in his younger days. But do most people expect that of him when they think of Tim Maguire? As no, his they think Spider Man. Right, he's fleshy. So, you know. That's I can expand on this scenario if you'd like, but I'm basically saying who is like an unexpected key to solving things. Isn't it usually the expected person to solving a big problem, like a white guy? Megan. Well, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And we can I mean, keep that trend going. Do, <laughs> I mean, do people uh, in in this scenario? You know, there is somebody who's typically heroic who tries to solve it and fails. So I'm guessing. I guess we have to say. Who do we think is the more obvious person to solve the problem and pick the other person out of that? So would Toby Maguire meet, be the more obvious person? I think he you? might. I would know? say so he would, would need to pick Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. That's a good point. So I guess it goes for Megan Thee Stallion. The fact me. that you were drawn to Toby Maguire. It proves oh, the exact same point. Pick the opposite. And, and little did you know that direction. saving the world is some real hot girl shit. Well. <laughs> Ooh, I'm voting for Toby because of that comment. <laughs> but I'll go make him a second because I actually felt that way now. 
Megan the Stallion. The Stallion. I am voting for Megan the Stallion. Okay. Toby Maguire. Billy is a certified hot girl confirmed. <laughs> Toby Maguire, you're not the world's greatest American. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Kaylee. Who would be more likely to book a cruise thinking they're going to be alone and then their crazy family all joins them at the last minute? Is this a Mamma Mia movie? No, this is a... Sorry, crazy family is not what I meant to say. Anyone listening, this is this is mine and Nick's real life. Okay. Um, So this one we actually have to take into consideration their families. Great. One through twenty-two. You. Me. Yes. Okay. Um, feel very attacked right now. (laughs) Um, five and ten. Alright, and you're saying... You have to kind of consider their families in this, too, because you have to think about who would not want to be around their family as much. So these are the people that are on the cruise that are upset that their family shows up. Yes, they're like, I'm going to have a great little time, it's going to be fun, and then like their family shows up and you're like, mother... And one other person, and then there's an entire uh, family reunion. Yeah. Okay. Nick excused himself, (laughs) no, full well. (laughs) Adam West or Shaq? Have you seen those Shaq commercials now where he's playing all the members of his family? This is absolutely Shaq. <laughs> so this is saying, absolutely Shaq. I think we just wrote the next Dr. Doolittle movie. I think I wrote the next Papa John's commercial. <laughs> or Nutty Professor. Mm. Uh, this feels very Shaq-tastic to me. <laughs> I, what's, so I would say probably Shaq if he's yeah. playing all of his family members. Oh, right, but you're yeah. saying more likely to be joined by all of his family more members? More likely to be joined. But grudge- yeah. reluctantly? Yeah. Yes. Like, like they didn't really, we, they didn't really get a say in it. It just kind of happened. Adam West gives the vibe of he booked a family vacation for everybody. Yeah. Whereas Shaq feels like I'm gonna get away and then he can't. Yeah, he's also surrounded by fans twenty four seven. Yeah. Like the, he can't get away ever. Mm-hmm. He's also Adam, a large man. He can't hide. Yes. <laughs> he stands out. He would need his own private yacht. It's the Where's Waldo of the cruise. Like here's Shaq. Yes. Let's go. He's actually on the stern. <laughs> <laughs> he's the mermaid. <laughs> Uh, I'll vote for Shaq just because for the sole purpose he's played himself and as other family members. That makes so. sense. I'll go that way too. Alright. I think I would vote for Adam West. Oh. Kaylee, are you... Oh, I'm fully in Shaq mode. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Billy. He's gone in Shaq mode. That's fine. I just feel like... <laughs> I want Adam West to be the world's greatest American Adam too. West? I could see him on a cruise. Shaq, I think. Adam West. On That's true. I don't know if he's a verse. Cruiserverse. <laughs> so your question and Billy choosing first or something like that. Uh, that is correct. Because uh, uh, yeah. you had to go pee. Oh, did I? At a yeah, sorry. Pitbull moment. My question is most likely to babysit for a family that ends up being a satanic cult and using this person as a surrogate to bring the devil to the real world. Easy. <laughs> Does everyone understand all the details there? This person is babysitting for a family. The family ends up being a cult, and they use this person as a vessel to bring Satan into the real world. I feel like this would happen to me. I know I'm not on this list. (laughs) (laughs) One through 21, Billy. 20 and 21. Dave Franco or Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence. So quirky. Yeah. How did you end up in this situation? Yeah. And then she's like, also, like, they just make her wear the 
you know, jackal skeleton right. or whatever. That's like four Mad Libs away from Mother. You know yeah, I mean? yes, like definitely. Definitely. She feels more like she's going to get terribly taken advantage of in that way. Also, who would pick Dave Franco to babysit? Oh, I would not. Like, aren't you the brother of that guy who just got voted not to be around kids? Like, earlier in the game? You don't understand. I'm the Dave Franco. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, I'm I'm voting for uh, Jennifer Lawrence. J-Law. That's that's the obvious. Any Dave Franco love? Nope. Sorry, J-Law, you're getting sacrificed. Yeah, J-Law. But you get to proceed as the world's greatest American slash mother to the uh, child of evil. The devil. The devil. (laughs) Um, Billy, question. Alright, who is more likely to delete your browser history for you after you've died? That's a good one. Hmm. So, a real... Well, are you a good person? You've, uh... You have, like, a whole bunch of history, and this person is being vindictive and trying to delete all your, like... Like my will and testament and all this nice no, stuff I that I want to leave to my family. Or it's, a very specific... it's your browser history. It's not, it's not your... It's not wiping your heart. It's your personal information oh, okay. that way. You know, it's not okay. like your lawyer. But you could still files. be googling good things that someone. Your dumb can, if you open your Google history right now, how many of these things are good things you want? I mean, it's, it's mostly just Marvel. mostly it's like how tall are people? Yeah, you, know, you don't need to share that with the world. We just want to delete it for you. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get these people on. The I don't phone. want people to know that I'm looking up people's heights constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why does but he this care is how big Marissa Tomei is. They they. <laughs> what is he planning? They, <laughs> they care about you to the point where they're deleting your browser history. You ask them to do it. And they okay, do it, right? that's. I just need to know sure, if it's a positive thing or a negative thing. That's, that's, that's a positive. Well, I could imagine like my bully like. Uh, or what kind of bullies do you have? I, I don't know. Just uh, crime based. I'm gonna erase his digital footprint. <laughs> Who's writing a will for his father? It's here in his Google Drive. Deleted. No, it's just the browser history. Yeah. I think okay. this is only happening. Well, browser history. I'm just thinking. All right, so this is a vindictive thing. Or no, no, it's a no, not it's, a vindictive. It's beneficent. It's a good thing. Beneficent. It's a beneficent thing. It's a beneficent. It's a benefer thing. Yes. All right. Let's see the people. So we can one judge. through twenty, Nick. All right, uh, 18 and 12. Megan the Stallion or Tom Welling, who plays Superman in the show Smallville, oh. or who is also Charlie Baker in Cheaper by the Dozen. I trust Megan the Stallion to handle it for me. Tom Welling would probably be my boy. I also vote this Tom is... Welling. He's a very nice, positive dude. He could have slept with Lois Lane at any time, and he didn't. And he he did. saved her virtue. <laughs> He did that for her. <laughs> was, no, not because he, he couldn't clench okay. it. He yeah. did it for her. He's Superman. He could have figured it out. I have not seen Smallville, which I want to. You never watched Smallville? Watch, so much Smallville. There's ten seasons well, of Smallville. I, there there are, are a lot of seasons. I watched There's five seasons of Gotham. Plus. I will watch That's too much. I, I couldn't deal with Gotham. But I understand that, that through the entirety of Smallville, or a lot of parts of Smallville, yeah. Clark is trying to befriend Lex. Even kind of knowing yes. that Lex is not... Definitely good. earlier on in the I show. I think Clark would have deleted Lex's browser history yeah, for him. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm voting for Tom Welling, who is not yeah. Superman. That we know of. As far as I know. I also vote for Tom Welling. Billy? I am going to vote for Tom Welling. All right. I think he would step up, access your as computer, news. and wipe Megan the Stallion, you're not the world's greatest American. As a New Year's Superman. resolution, I will watch Smallville. You should. Before the, uh, the as, as if you don't have enough shit to do. It is 
a lot of content, watch but it's it's Super very fun. Like, like I would love to watch someone supercut like a three hour version of each season. Yeah, I think that would be amazing because there's way too much content. I feel like I'm writing death note over here because I said watch Smallville, it's gonna kill me. <laughs> All right. Um, I trust Megan the Stallion. Question. Okay. So the question is, who would be more likely to be convinced by spirits into changing their ways if their ways were bad? Like a, a Christmas Carol. Yes. So it works on them. That's my main thing about Christmas Carols. I love that it works on Scrooge. And I feel like if this cautionary tale actually worked on people in our world, it would be better. <laughs> it seems like billionaires aren't actually being affected by the story. I don't think they're being visited by ghosts ever. They should be. I will kill myself. <laughs> and I think if Scrooge... Like, ghost population is letting us down as a has time memorial. I'm saying, whose character lends itself to be like, that person could Would change, change if they were haunted yes. for an entire evening. It would work on them. The Christmas I, Carol scenario... I don't know. There's some... Like, I think that would work on anyone if the ghosts are real well, enough. I think if somebody cries out, like, this person's so stubborn, so terrible that they're gonna wake up and be like, "Don't care, I'm gonna go on with my life." Just the plot of Spirited. Is that really? Pretty much. I haven't okay. watched it. It's right. a new Apple. Yeah, yes. the interpretation. So it's, it's either a classic Muppet Christmas Carol version or a Spirited. This episode brought to you by Spirited, <laughs> the <laughs> Apple <laughs> TV Plus, that streaming service that you want but don't want to get unless you have an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, one through nineteen, Kaylee. Um, eleven and twelve. 11 and 12. Trey Cool or Tom Welling? Oh, God, I don't oh. fuck about either of them. It would work on both of them. I, okay, just to, I don't even think. If your last name is Cool, if your stage name it's is his Cool. It's his, like, real name's Edward Griffin or some shit. I don't even I think don't the ghost would need to visit Tom Welling. Why? They would, oh, they would. He I'm is. Saying, I'm yeah. saying he's so good, he might not even need this. I was worried right. that's he what deleted your browser. Yeah, history. I feel like that's he's true. immune from any character in general. So in that way, I vote for the lesser of two good guys, which is in this case. Trey I cool. think it, yeah, this this There's question does not suit either of these people. Yeah. Like they're they're both going to be giving okay. into like ghosts. This Maybe is what we needed the to of leave Chevy Chase and James Franco for were situations like Warren Buffett would have been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so there have been terrible people on this list. It's not a terrible question apparently. We've just been favoring good people. We have. Oddly enough. enough. This has been the wholesome Christmas episode. It yeah. Is on New Year's Eve. Yes. 360 <laughs> days early for Christmas. We did it. We're ahead of the game. <laughs> I mean, um, pretty cool. <laughs> more likely to be swayed by ghosts, uh-huh. both of them, because Tom Welling is also. I just think the argument you could make is no ghosts are going to visit Tom Welling because he's such a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> but if they did visit him, he would, be he would immediately change. He would probably I think, be like, "Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware that's that I true. did." There's no room for error at all. That <laughs> they, if they did visit him, he would absolutely go for it. So I can see that argument. Yeah, to be that. The ghosts just have him on their list of like we gotta visit Tom Willing. It's kind of a just a courtesy call. He doesn't really need it, but we're gonna go. You know. He spoke rudely to that per that Starbucks employee who spilled his latte, and he regretted it. But we mm-hmm. still gotta haunt him for twelve hours. Mm-hmm. And he'd listen to them. Yeah. I vote now. I'm changing my vote. I'm changing. Uh, You're going Tom for Willing. Tom Willing now. I am. Yes. I all right. I might have to abstain and if there's a clear. I would say that. Uh, like you said, both not Scrooge. They're not Scrooge candidates. Yeah, yeah no, we're close. Haunting. 
But if either of them was haunted, I feel like Tom Welling would be the one to immediately apologize and 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 wake up in the morning and be like, All right, I have, so both of I you have to stop speaking so shortly. Well, this is this is people. most likely for it to go work on. Yes. To get them okay. a gift card or something. Success rate. All right, and you're what are you, Kaylee? I, am, I don't give a fuck. Well, you have to pick one. Oh fuck. Um. I'm easily swayed. Tom Welling. All right. Woo! Trey Cool, you're not the world's greatest American. It's too bad. <laughs> uh, Green Day is falling off the list. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Uh, all right. Kaylee, question. Okay. Who... Hmm. Who would be more likely to get a really ugly Christmas tree and then, like, defend it with their life when people are like, dude, that is a terrible Christmas okay. tree? Okay. They're like, it has character. And they're like, yeah, it's garbage, though. Okay. One through 18, Billy. Uh, four and 13. Elliot Page or Sarah Michelle Geller? Mm. I don't think either of these people would have. I don't think Sarah Michelle Geller would get an ugly Christmas tree. I could see her defending a Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah, but Sarah Michelle Geller is also like all of her Instagram photos are like I'm a mom, I'm a very wholesome upper middle class it's like family. Cured, manicured sort of yeah, mentality. Yeah, she has a great Christmas tree. Curated, you mean? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, uh, and Elliot Page, I don't know anything. I feel like he would be like this builds character. I feel like Elliot Page a would nice find... Christmas tree. No, an ugly Christmas ugly tree. tree. Oh, okay. So I feel like Elliot Page would find a Christmas tree that someone abandoned, take it home, and be like, "This is a good tree." Okay, I agree with that argument. So. We're voting for most likely to defend their ugly Christmas tree? Yes. It's a two-part thing, right? To get one to, and to, then defend They would end up... Well, they would have to have one to defend have it. One. They would yeah. end up somehow with an ugly Christmas tree. So ugly to the point where people like point it out. Like, dude, is are you sure that's really your Christmas tree? What if Sarah Michelle Gellar's kids picked out her tree? She that's would true. never let that happen. Well, not like the real tree, because that's going to go on Instagram, and that's going to be... Mm, that's true. She married Freddie Prince Jr. She's made some questionable choices. What? He's a great guy. Biggest Star Wars scholar of our age. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Sam Witwer, toe-to-toe. I feel like... That's the after-after-after can... cast. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like he can be an odd duck. Well, sure. He married the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I like both of them. Yeah, yeah. they're both, I, they're I both like lovely both, human beings. I like both of them, but I feel like... You know, like but I feel like that he would. The question let is like, which one do we like better? Yeah. Right. Who would have? You'd be surprised how much Christmas. of this. I think Elliot Page would have an ugly Christmas tree. That's would Elliot Page argue and be like, "Hey, this Christmas tree is great"? I think so. I think they would not agree with someone who said it was ugly. They'd be like, "It's fine. It's good for these Standing reasons." Standing up for their tree. See, because right. I think. Sarah Michelle Geller wouldn't have an ugly tree, but would defend an ugly right. tree, and I think Elliot Page is the opposite. Would not defend an ugly tree, but would have an ugly tree. But for me, I'm imagining a scenario where like you're having a party, and someone comes up to you and says, like, this tree is ugly, in whatever way they want to say it. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking, who of the two people is more likely to kowtow and compromise and say to the other, like, oh yeah, it is kind of ugly, isn't it? It's kind of sad and bad. And who is more likely to stand up for themselves without agreeing with to that at all and for me i think sarah michelle geller would be like oh yeah it's, it's ugly but the kids love it so we're gonna have it here and we're gonna celebrate for it and i feel like elliot page would not agree to it at all be like this tree is great and it serves its purpose yeah. and I support this it. is truly parasocial relationships the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> i all right so most likely to defend an ugly tree i guess i'll go with elliot page i'm gonna vote for elliot page all right 
Ellie Page. Sarah Michelle Gellar, you're not the world's greatest American. Next question, is it me? Um, or was that Kaylee? That was Kaylee. Okay. So it's your question. So my question is most likely to um, be a... Oh God, that's not a good one. That's not a good movie to draw a question. Gotta from. amp it up. I gotta you amp gotta it up. Put some sad questions on our Christmas cast. Yeah. Gonna Mm-mm-mm. spruce it up a little bit. Spruce? Um, yes. Pine? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, most likely to gain 600 pounds or be a 600 pound person and try and change the life of their loved ones so they don't end up like the 600 pound person. Oh, okay. you like the whale? I loved the whale. Okay. But it is, Aronofsky is kind of a, a divisive guy because he makes movies that are just gut punches. So they're a, they're an obese situation. This person suffered a tragedy people. and gained 600 pounds and is just a very sickly individual because of the weight and before they eventually, their the health catches up with them, they want to repair relationships or benefit their children or loved ones by okay. saying like don't do the things I did got it yeah, I've already decided not to watch that movie because I think it'll just hurt it, it is yeah it's Aronofsky just makes to. movies that hurt yep um, 1 through 17 Nick alright 15 and 10 Bruce Willis Spruce Willis or Spruce Willis <laughs> or Mike Dirt, the bass player for Green Day. Mike Dirt. Can you tell us anything about this third Green Day? <laughs> well, he's the bass player. Okay. Uh, best friends uh, of Billy Joe, the singer, since seventh grade-ish, middle school. Um, kind guy, has a uh, coffee shop and cafe in California. I think the cafe closed down, but the coffee shop is alive. Uh, the cafe was called Ruby's Can't Fail Cafe. That's a good name. Great name, ironically, failed. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a very good name for a restaurant. Absolutely. Um, And just an all-around good guy. I think uh, married, might be married twice. Him or Trey Cool is married two times. Okay. And then Billy Joe married his high school sweetheart. That's very Trey on Cool of him. (laughs) Right. Um, And Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. I. Okay, so if anyone. To get part A of the question, if anyone is going to gain 600 pounds, it's Bruce Willis. I don't know. I really don't. I, I think he has really made a lot of choices in his career to maintain the tough guy acting. But I, at this point, I think he's done. Like I think he would do it. He has that aphasia thing where he like is can't remember his lines. To speak. Yeah. Um, so I do think he has that area of the question down where he has an actual health concern. Yes. You know. So this I'll put him in there. Prime. That is in his point. prime. That's a good point. And Mike Dern in his prime, I mean, he's they're still doing pretty well. Yeah, they're touring every day. You're mm-hmm. jumping around a stage for 90 minutes a day and yeah. they're doing whatever traveling and walking around you got to do. Lifestyle. Yeah, very active. You're not sitting still ever. Okay. Bruce Willis, I imagine, does some very active filming for three months and then kind of takes six months to just chill and maybe yeah. go to the gym occasionally. I just, I, I think Bruce Willis is more likely to gain weight whether it be for a role or something, and or, something goes, or yeah accidentally like oh no i got my leg shot up in die hard seven and then i don't have a leg now and i can't move and i sure. gain a lot of weight and he wants to t- he also has a lot of children okay so he's fitting a lot of the 
background stuff that yes. we need for the question. Yes. That's helpful, but I, I mean, what you're saying about Dirt seems to be that he is known to be beneficent. He's just in, in very good shape. I can't see him gaining a lot of weight. He has one kid, I think. Um, so is that the part you want, like, you asked the question, is that the part you want to focus on, or is it the helping other people to not be like them? Well, it's similar to the, the previous question, like, yeah. can you have, can you defend an ugly Christmas tree if you don't have an ugly Christmas sure. tree to begin with? I think sometimes in this way we have to say if. If yes. they were 600 pounds, sure. would, who would be likely to do this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, in that case, I think I would go for Durnt, just in that case of, like, they, if they were in this situation. Yeah. Who would be more likely to do it? Seems like the way you're saying he is a generous, nice guy. A big facet of the question is something happens to this person that affects them to the point where they kind of let themselves go. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I, I mean, both. Uh, yeah, Bruce Willis. I don't know. Bruce Willis just really not not, not that either of them is a very strong candidate sure. that I can make an argument for. Sure. But Bruce Willis definitely seems to fit to me this archetype a little bit better okay than yeah. Mike Dirt. however I love Mike Dirt, but I can't I just I can imagine Bruce Willis being 600 pounds fair enough I can't imagine Mike Dirt being 600 pounds that would be crazy so I'm gonna vote for Durnt okay you're gonna vote for Willis I am going to vote for Durnt because okay. I think that the second half of the prompt mm-hmm. about Bestowing the wisdom onto the next generation. Right. I just have. I'm not as clearly picturing Bruce Willis doing that. Yeah. Uh. Okay. That, that's and that's that's, fair. that's just you know. The, sure. What entered my head. Fair. Kaylee. I'm gonna go with Bruce Willis. Interesting. So you're tied up. What do we do? Well, I might switch to Durant, just because I don't have a strong opinion either way, really. Okay. I will say Bruce Willis seems to have a reputation as an asshole. I don't know how he feels about his kids. I think he has a good relationship with his children. Okay. He was kind of an asshole to Kevin Smith during Cop Out. I think he's, oh, I think he's shitty to work with. But I think as a person, like a a family man, like him and his uh, ex-wife, Demi Moore, like they're apparently really tight. Like they're very, they hang out for every Christmas with their their spouses. Yeah. Um, If you want to flip your camera, we can keep debating. I'm going to vote for Mike Turner. All right, Bruce Willis. Both good candidates. Yes. So it, was a tr- it was a trick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Question did not fit the candidates necessarily. We're doing okay. All right. Uh, moving on to the next question. Billy. Okay. Who is more likely to be involved in a sex scandal and then run for president? Mm. Mm. Okay. So in that order. Yes. Okay, just curious. Precisely in that order. Right, okay, Okay, got it. Got it, got it. 1 through 16, uh, Nick. Okay, Um, 10 and 8. Mike Durnt or Paul Dano, the Riddler himself? (laughs) Okay, I feel like... Neither of them would be in a sex scandal. I know... I know. I feel like that data would be almost more unexpected. He's just got. It would be unexpected. Paul, he looks. He was like the least sexual looking man. (laughs) Isn't that always the way, though? I mean. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They always they always look like fucking bubbles from Trailer Park. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then they're like, this guy? I'm going to vote for Daniel on that reason. It's like, for some reason, in terms of like, which celebrity would you be surprised, but not that surprised, if they had a sex scandal? That's kind of where I'm at with yeah. the Mr. Riddler. Yeah, sure. I also would see him running for politics more than Mike Dernick. Okay. Yeah, who's going to get involved in politics? So many actors have that post-career politics. They got that theory. charisma, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Paul Dano can't wait to be the governor of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Paul Dano can turn on, like, in the Fableman's trailer, it seems like he's got that like wholesome thing. I think he's he could charming. pull off that charisma for uh, yeah. office. He's got the riz for office. Not the riz. Yeah. That's fair. I vote Paul Dano. Um, the good office riz. <laughs> I will vote for Paul Dano as well. Agreed. All right. Mike Dernick. You're not the world's greatest American. Thus ends all members of Green Day. You really <laughs> tried. They had a good every run. every year. Yeah, they did okay. I wasn't expecting them to fight each other. That really, that really dampens your goal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Why are you all fighting? <laughs> you're supposed to be Green Day. Green Day, family. you're supposed to be uniting. <laughs> all right, one through fifteen. I gotta ask a question first. Sorry, I'm just one. I meant to do the halftime announcement, but we, oh. we're now where we're at 15, okay. so we're a little past halftime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next question is Nick. Yes, who is more likely to commit a murder so dumb that people do not expect them to have yeah. committed the murder? Glass onion, I assume. Yes, sir. Okay. So dumb that people weren't. Didn't it's see so that. dumb, so obvious that people overlook it. One through 15, Kaylee. Um. One and four. Darren Chris. <gasps> no. <laughs> or Elliot Page. A murder so dumb, no one thinks they've co- they would commit it. Yeah. Like, so basically, have to decide who is actually stupider than they look. <laughs> <laughs> I just, would say I don't know much about Darren Chris, but I think it's. I Darren think Chris. I think it's Darren Chris, and I'm honestly not trying to defend him here because this is not good for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I think that he'd be like, no one would know that I like murdered that tenor, or whatever. <laughs> Why does have to be music? Because he's that's all he does. Oh my god, that's all he that's knows. All he does. Yeah, okay. He also played a killer. He played the guy who killed Gianni Versace, or whatever. Okay. He played Andrew Cunahan. Fair enough. So he oh. has a history in playing roles like this. So people would be like, there's no way it's him. Yeah. Because why would he do that? It turns out it's the exact same murder. I. There you go. Yeah. Much any, like the one that, uh, you know, Aaron spoilers, Chris spoilers. Like any votes for Elliot Page? Choice. Nope. Elliot Page, you're not the world's greatest American. Not a murderer. Not a murderer. Darren Chris, on the other hand. <laughs> is Elliot Page American? Yes. No, is. no, that's Canadian they're Canadian. Vibes. Yeah. I think Although, is that, am I just confusing them with Michael Sarah? No. It's fair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's fair. Boo. <laughs> Canadian actor. Wow. Disqualified. This is the uh, Nathan Fillion all over again. Yeah. Who did they, who did uh, Ellie Page knock off? I don't remember. It was the Christmas tree. Sarah Michelle uh, Gellar is gone no, to a Canadian. No. Do we want to? No, we can't. We can't oh, yeah. retcon. That's, okay. that's the gotcha. rules. Gotcha. Our own incompetence cannot Lee revive Americans. I think we owe Sarah Michelle Gellar, though. Oh, absolutely. It's on its way. (laughs) We put it in the mailbox. It just inspires us to do a little better next time. Absolutely. Maybe think about your submissions. What she would want us to do. I wonder who watched Umbrella Academy and put that in. (laughs) The Clayton American. 
One, two, sorry, 14 remaining. Kaylee, I need a question. Okay. Um, hmm. Haven't gotten into the movies yet here on this one. Who would be more likely to own a dog walking business? More likely to own a dog walking business. Can I ask, do they, or a side hustle? Do they pay other people to walk the dogs or do they walk the dogs? No, it's the just dogs? them. It's just them. They're, the they're the only employee. Yep. So they're doing dog walking as a Maybe they've them. asked a neighbor if they'd like to get in on it. Sure. But it's not. It's ultimately them. It's ultimately them. They don't have a network of dog walkers. No, they're not. The they're not siphoning it out. It is mostly them and maybe someone else if they want okay. a few bucks. So they have a hustle. Side hustle is this. Yes. Okay. One through fourteen, Billy. Six and ten. Tom Cruise or Bernie Sanders? Mm. Bernie Sanders. Yeah, good. definitely. Bernie <laughs> needs that politics money. You, yeah. You he needs to fund Tom... his campaign. But would he do it as a business? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I think he'd do it when he can as a favor. Why would Tom Cruise do it? Like, it's not dangerous. Enough. I don't know. I just feel like Bernie's it's not going to... pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> Way too... Um, what's the other word? Similar to pedestrian. Yeah, pedestrian. Quotidian, everyday, yeah. average. <laughs> Mundane. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, He's walking around with his little knitted mittens. Yeah, Bernie know, Sanders. With a bunch of Vermontian dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. clearly Bernie Sanders. Tom yeah. Cruise would never be caught dead doing something that. Manual labor? Why could I hang out Monday. the side of an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't in space. All right, Tom Cruise, you're not the world's greatest American. I ought to feel Tom Hanks in my head, so I'm glad... Bernie won. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks would definitely have uh, that's a dog what I was like, that's totally right. Tom Cruise, no way in hell. Fair enough. Um, all right, next question is. Was, that was it's you. Yeah, so that was just Kaylee. Okay. Um, it's just Kaylee. The, just me. I mean, just recently. Just as recently. I'm used to being devalued. As well. <laughs> I know um, my role on the pod. Eye <laughs> candy. <laughs> for an audio medium. For an audio, <laughs> candy for an audio medium. I've got a voice and an ass that just won't quit. <laughs> um, Allegedly. Most likely to stay consistently drunk the longest. Person who can stay drunk without hitting point zero on the uh, BAC app All right. or whatever. Breathalyzer. The app. <laughs> yeah, the app. app. <laughs> Who can stay drunk the longest okay. or intoxicated? Not necessarily drunk, but you legally have to, drunk. Le- well, not it doesn't have to be. You have to be like point oh three or something. They are buzzed consistently yes. or more. Yes. No. You can't be point zero ever. Gotcha. So meaning you would need to wake up at some point to drink. Otherwise, you're going to sober up in your sleep. Gotcha. Dedication. One through thirteen. Um, Billy. Twelve and nine. Okay. Bernie Sanders or Jack Black? I hope it's Bernie Sanders, I, but I think it's Jack Black. I feel like that's. I feel like you have some seasoned rock star mentality to do that, where you could make a work like a job out of it. Yeah. You could do it, and I think he could do it. Yeah. One, you know, one of the earliest like DVD extras I ever watched was like the School of Rock behind the scenes. Yeah. Where he'd just like wake up and hit himself in the face with a cold shower and just be like, gotta wake up, yeah. gotta go do this thing. And I was like, that's the same work ethic you need to yes. keep. Yes, <laughs> when you're still drunk from the night before. Yeah. 
So I vote for Jack Black. It's not a character judgment. I just think he could do it. Yeah, he could stay. Yeah, the rock star mentality, I think, is the best way to phrase it. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, Bernie Sanders. Well, also, there's no alcohol in syrup, you syrup drinker, Bernie. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think he drinks Bernie beer. wakes up and drinks three bottles of syrup, <laughs> and he goes to work for you, America. That's the next campaign ad. You can, you can use that if you want. Independence drinks syrup. <laughs> um, all right, next question, Billy. Okay. Who is more likely to construct the perfect artisanal sandwich? Ooh. Me. <laughs> um, one through twelve, Nick. Okay. Um, six and five. Paul Dano or Val Kilmer? I feel like Paul Dano would just like eat uh, whatever sandwich, whereas Val Kilmer feels like he could experiment with sandwiches, like make what he wants, you know. Well, either than playing a, sh- a chef. What are you basing that on? Vibes. Basing that entirely vibes. <laughs> that Val Kilmer looks like he could do anything he wanted to. And Except play Batman? Yep. How dare you, <laughs> sir? Oh, no. He is the most Bondian Batman. Uh, well, I mean, he's better than Clooney. But, That's true. Nothing but, uh, is really... Worse than most others. That is also true. <laughs> but his Bruce Wayne is phenomenal. His Batman, okay. Phenomenal, great. Absolutely. Yeah, his Batman. Also, he had the that. most attractive Batman girlfriend. Agree. Yeah, game. that's fair. What did you do with your life? <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I. I think well, that. although there is a video of Val Kilmer enjoying a brisket sandwich, so he is a man of culture. So he Kravitz though. <laughs> More than Nicole Kidman. It's close. Doctor Chase Meridian, a doctor. Eye doctor. doctor. Oh, a doctor. Yeah. It's like I don't remember her being an eye doctor no, specifically, but you would know that. <laughs> she was actually an eye doctor. Yeah. I watched the the behind the scenes. Kind of. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. <laughs> a great time for that. Work. Um, no, I just feel Paul Dano would just eat like an egg salad sandwich and be happy. Whereas Val Kilmer would be like, I'm gonna make the I best think it's the sandwich today. Because Paul Dano is such a I think Paul Dano, as far as acting goes, is a much better actor. Okay. And I think when you get in that headspace, you have much weirder lifestyle decisions. Okay. Like food, exercise, how you interact with humans. <laughs> That's important. Val Kilmer was like one of those 80s rock star actors and cocaine and just yeah. a cool he dude. Huge. He had what? a period where he was like. What do you qualify billed? as an artisanal sandwich? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't want to get Ham too surgical with right. the ingredients. Well, that's... See, otherwise, if you don't get too surgical, then it leads to 30-minute discussions. Do you see anything about Paul Dano's sandwich on the internet? <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Let me... It's called a Dano. Oh, no, yeah, that's what they call it. It's an artisanal sandwich. Let me look it up, but it really does seem like he has some vague like, sandwich history. Is it, like, using vague interesting ingredients, or, like, what, what does that mean? Yes. Paul Dano is a fan of late night deli sandwiches okay those aren't necessarily artisanal though they also have to be able to construct them they have to make the question Uh, is the New York Times he orders a green tea and a chicken ratatouille sandwich so I'm saying he'll order it I think Val Kimber could make it I think if they are practicing for a role where they are an artisanal sandwich maker Paul Dano is going to get way more method than Val Kimber playbill.com's Q&A with Paul Dano when he looks like this oh boy 
He looks like John Bon Jovi in this photo. Hanson. All of Hanson. Yeah. Same person. His favorite pre-show meal is a hearty sandwich. Perhaps pepper, turkey, bacon, avocado, red onion, mayo, salt, and pepper. So it seems like he actually runs. Val Kilmer's like, he's got a meat on it. Yeah, he's at a brisket sandwich. Apparently, uh... Val Kilmer prefers gravy on his sandwich. Oh, no, no, no. Dana, take it away. Holy moly. Started screaming. Uh, <laughs> it's like a fact-finding mission. Sometimes the internet is, a, is not a boon. Yeah, well, I think that really sunk your ship, Nick. Absolutely. I, I wanted to believe it. <laughs> he prefers gravy on it. That's, that's horrible. Bruce Wayne would never. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Alfred, where's the great? Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Um, That's why he prefers drive through and Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drive through. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Votes for <laughs> Val Kilmer. I'm voting for Val Kilmer just because I'm obsessed with whatever chaos is well, gravy, brisket sandwiches. Not right. happening. Nope. Oh, no. Oh, no. Paul Dano. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You voted against a Batman, but the Riddler is very, uh, you know, continuity yeah. with the Batman. Sometimes you have to do it for the yeah. betterment of Batman. Yes. World's Greatest Batman is another <laughs> after That is an entire... There's enough Batman, probably, to oh, do sure. 32. Oh, sure, we could get a list together of probably 32 okay, across all do... mediums. Yeah, you have to do 32. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, maybe that could be another one. See you in 2027. Yeah. <laughs> doing the Batman cast, finally. <laughs> Season two, we can have theme brackets, but let's it get to matter. October. Yeah, let's, let's get to let's October. Let's do a year. Yeah, more of it. Okay, yeah. All right. One through 11. Um, 11 Americans remaining. Sorry, who's that's your question. question. Your question. Um, who is more likely to have a Red Rider BB gun mm-hmm. on their Christmas list? Oh, you watched Dazed uh, no, and Confused, you didn't watched, you? No, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. You watched the thing of the movie that it couldn't be, and that was the only movie... <laughs> Other than Christmas Story right. that popped in my head. I only watched the first one. Again. Yeah, the reboot was yeah. not very I'm good. Not, yeah. Based on your review, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. not going to watch it. Yes. Um, well, we watched it because it's my first time ever watching it, and I was very disappointed. Oh, it's fun. It's fun to grow up with more than it is to watch Absolutely. it now. Absolutely. That is yeah. the best way to advertise yeah. it. Watching it as a 10-year-old is very, very you fun. You need to be Stockholmed into this movie. Yeah, it, it does have a comfort like it's playing on Christmas Day on, on TV all, on re- right. all day That's on the TBS only way or whatever. It's meant to be yeah, you c- come into any scene. It is a series of scenes the... together. Yeah, yeah, played on TBS, separated by commercials. Yeah, good job, you made it a day. You and know. it works every time. Mm-hmm. I get views. Mm-hmm. But who has the Red Rider BB gun shot, shotgun? Shotgun. It's rifle. <laughs> it's not red shotgun. Rider BB gun. <laughs> right. It shoots red... an absolute red wave of BBs. Who's got the Red Rider Glock? <laughs> rifle at <laughs> one through eleven, Kaylee. Oh God, um, seven and four. Tom Welling. Oh. Or Hank Green. Hank Green is absolutely. Who is Hank Green? He okay. Is so he an American, by the way? I put him on. He is American. Both him and his brother. Blog brothers. Yes, he's one of the blog brothers. He's the one that's more on TikTok talking about like approximate knowledge of things, um, crash course in human in history, etc. Um, you might know his brother John Green better, who did a Fault in Our Stars and oh, Looking him. for Alaska. Hank is pretty much the more chaotic version. He's more of, of an online personality than. 
Yeah, John got bullied off the internet because people were saying that he wanted to suck dick on Tumblr, and then he was like, I have a <laughs> Or whatever it was. I'm and not then... back. I vote for Tumblr. <laughs> to have the Red Rider BB gun shotgun? I, I genuinely think that Hank has Yeah, it. if he's also that because, chaotic. And also, Hank is at the age where that movie was coming out. Like, he was like Around a kid in, in the 70s. And, yeah. Okay. So he was a kid in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Maybe the 60s even. Maybe I'm being too kind. Okay. But, 40s even. 30. No. 20s? <laughs> 10? <laughs> yeah, 1898? Hank, Hank Green born 1934. <laughs> um, okay. I will vote for Hank Green based on that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He would also probably do a thing being like... You can't shoot your eye out because mm. it's physically impossible to shoot something out when the trajectory of the bullet is inward or something. Sure. So. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I also just picture him as a kid being more likely to ask for that kind of gift. Yeah. Yes. You know, he has a right. More so than Tom Welling. Kind of the pop culture obsessed, like, I want to get the, the thing. Tom Welling is a kid in the 90s and he's probably asking for, like, a Desert Eagle or whatever. <laughs> a Desert Eagle. <laughs> Whatever the kids are into at that time. <laughs> Hank Green actually has real Ralphie energy now that I He think does about have it. Ralphie energy. I, yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah. Alright, votes for Hank Green. I think it's everybody no, except it's, Nick. It's not Nick, but. Nick voted for Tom Welling, who Tom is Welling. not the world's greatest American. Oh, no. Moving on. We agreed that uh, Hank Green is just more Ralph. Sure. Uh, Kaylee, question. Who would be more likely to own a pet rabbit? Who okay. is the world's greatest American, but we won't claim her. Well. Because she's so head and shoulders above everyone else. Sure. Well, yeah, if that's, that's what helps you sleep at night. Well. It does. One through ten. The rabbit is not allowed to be on the I'm list of Americans. To get her to notice me. For if those talk, at home who don't understand what we're talking if about. If I talk kindly enough about the small rabbit in the room. My roommate has a pet rabbit also that, that hasn't been made aware. Maybe she will like me. One through ten. Uh, Billy. Five and one. Paul Dano or Darren Chris? Hmm. Paul Dano has rabbit owner energy. Um, yeah, he has to use it to make riddles to, just to uh, trick Batman. <laughs> All right, sonny. Hop yeah. on the rabbit circle <laughs> to tell me the riddle. Didn't he? Yeah, he had like the rat trap one, right? Yes. Yeah. Rats are not. Rats are not rabbits. No, but there is a riddle in some part of Batman lore sure. that involves I a rabbit. absolutely agree. A rabbit's foot no is doubt. lucky, so I could see that being a part of it. Okay, now he we're just assuming that. Paul Dano is the Riddler. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we really we're removed. We're not actually trying to do this. None other things. <laughs> I just feel like Paul Dano would own a yeah, rabbit. Yeah, it makes great artisanal sandwiches. There will be blood that don't have gravy on them, Val Kilmer, you sick fuck. Think about the more I'd love to make like a Thanksgiving gobbler sandwich with a little bit of just gravy. Just turkey and gravy and stuff. Given Kaylee a sandwich. terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Gobblers are very common. Thanksgiving leftover I'm sandwiches sure are they very are. common. I'm Don't. Sure. <laughs> Paul Dano gives a real like soft boy energy to the point where I think he'd have a rabbit. Yeah, that's fair. Darren Chris, I think, could pretend to be that guy, but I don't think in reality he is that guy. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, buy that. That's the most persuasive thing I've ever. You're welcome. <laughs> you're when welcome, you picture everyone. them in your heads, who can you picture holding a rabbit more? And I think it's Paul Dano. It's Paul Dano. Yeah, alright. Darren Chris, you're not the world's greatest American. It's okay. We'll come back to him. <laughs> well, not this game we won't. Not this game. <laughs> alright, uh, next question. Me. And... Um, most likely to... 
out Harvey Weinstein as a horrible human being and get him arrested. Was that good? That movie? Uh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's just this. Was, was that a good thing they did? Putting Harvey Weinstein in jail? <laughs> was that good? I think we're here to talk about the ethics of sexual assault in the workplace. Was that good? Except we did lose Miramax, and yeah. frankly. Never gonna get that Dogma Blu ray, Nick. Was that good? Same exact moment. Good God. Okay. Was that good? Continue. Harvey Weinstein put in jail by this individual who uncovers a horrible truth uh, about plants uh, yeah about this person's uh, debaucherous lifestyle uncovers and business or, ethics or just listens to people at parties more and goes hmm yeah <laughs> is that good one why is this a running nine. joke I like that a lot because <laughs> he it clearly like it could be interpreted that he was saying oh, he's yeah. putting away Harvey Weinstein was that good <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh! I uh, know I'm gonna say this one for him. Anyway, Don't okay. Don't years gangrene. That's all I have. To okay, say. fine. One through nine. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Billy. Again, we'll do you again. Okay, I would like to pick three and eight. Hank Green or Jack Black? Probably. Oh God. Jack Black is pretty wholesome as a human okay. being, as far as rock stars go. Also in those circles, but. Also, you know, like, Kevin Smith, after a lot of the allegations were yeah. came out, said, like, I kind of knew things, and I, I sure. understood it, I continued to work with him, and I feel really badly about that. So it's like, I think there is a non-zero chance mm-hmm. that Jack Black knew something and didn't say anything He said, that's not really my business, I'm not a voice strong enough for that. Was Jack Black in a Miramax movie? I feel like a lot of people are in Miramax movies in the early 2000s, I don't know, but... I feel like Hank Green would have no problem, no yeah. uh, professional compromise at well, he, all. Well, you say he's chaotic, so would his chaos want to expose a villain or set the world it on fire? It seems like chaotic good, from okay. what I've seen, right. you know? that he. I would, don't know enough about him to make that claim. It seems but... very much like call-out bullshit where you see it more than anything else. Okay. Whereas Jack Black, I think there's a possibility that in those circles he may have known something and not had the power, influence, or motivation to do okay. anything about it. It's a sad, but it's not really character judgment, I don't think. Okay. Was that good? Uh, <laughs> um, I that dies with the new year. I think that is going to be how I start the show from now on. But uh, in all seriousness, um, one, or sorry, um, I, I think Hank Green sounds like the winner. Any, any votes for Jack Black? That feels correct. That was a pretty compelling argument. I think pretty that's, sobering. I think that's a good argument yeah as, as, and that's all we can really do with Courtney Love was selling people for years you know what I mean yeah and like as a non-murderer of Kurt Cobain yeah. thank goodness <laughs> one through eight remaining question Billy well okay <clears throat> who is more likely to recycle properly <laughs> this is good this is a good palate cleanser I like it who is a good recycler? We just well, had not, like this sexual it's deviant Harvey, it's question. It's not Harvey Weinstein. Why can't we recycle properly? I sort my glass and my plastics and my aluminums. All right, one time. through one through eight. I got a feeling Paul Dano's going all the way because these are all Shit. just Paul Dano Shit. questions. Okay. All right, one through eight. Paul Dano's a little guy. <laughs> one through eight, Nick. Well, one and two. 
Gerard Way or Tobey Maguire? Oh, I feel like they both would. Yeah, Gerard Way would. Gerard Way feels more environmental. I think Gerard Way would over Toby. Yeah. I think somebody has informed Gerard Way on the right way to do it. He's done it. I don't know that Tobey Maguire actively does it. I don't think he would actively do it. I don't know. He doesn't give me that impression. (laughs) No. Doesn't give you recycling vibes? No. There are, are many vibes. Infinite and small. You think the man doing the body roll out in Spider-Man 3 is over here going, type 2 plastics. Yeah, I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't believe that is the mm-hmm. case. Um, Alright, votes for Toby? Nope. Sorry, Toby. You're not the world's really greatest American. Tobert. Uh, next question, Nick. Alright, who would be more likely to bully a four-year-old about Santa Claus? Bully a four-year-old. Like, like they're they're asking like nope. they hate they're asking us like well, how do you think Santa? Santa gets down the chimney if you can't figure it out Santa won't come see you this year he won't come see anyone this year okay. because they're so all... it's bullying about the magic of Santa Claus one through seven Kaylee um three and five Paul Dano or Tyler Perry Tyler Perry <laughs> it's a bully <laughs> with a terrible wig. <laughs> <laughs> Medea I feel is, like Ty- Medea is tired of buying Christmas presents, so she shut. I feel like Tyler Perry is a girl. nice person. He is. He seems like he would be. I just can't buy Paul Dano as a bully, even when he's a like maniacal sure. serial killer. He's very quiet and soft spoken. Yeah, even in Prisoners, he didn't bully the children. I mean, come on. There you go. I think Tyler Perry would do it as a joke and then give the child a great Christmas present or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'll go with Tyler Perry. That's a good call. I think I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what we watched to get that? Yes. Um, it is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street from oh. 1978, and Big Bird is canonically four years old. Well, not anymore. No. He was in 1978. Yeah. Well, that was 40 years ago. Oh, no, the idea is that Big Bird is always supposed to be a four-year-old. The mind of a four-year-old. The mind of a four-year-old. He's the representation of. So he's Big Bird, so he's fucking huge, but he's yeah. a four-year-old. Who fucking massive. Who lives on it's his massive own. Massive bed. Who lives on his own in a nest <laughs> with a heating blanket. And he waits upstairs to find out Santa Claus is home because Oscar was over Oscar the Grouch was a bully to Big Bird, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. At the end of the day. and He got properly shamed for yeah, it. Yeah, it seems like Tyler Perry is more of an Oscar the Grouch type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess. Okay, there are six Americans remaining. <laughs> Moving on to the next round. Um, Let's do it. Is that me? Oh, I think oh, it's me. No, you were... No, feel free to skip me. No, that's Why you. Why don't you ask a question? Okay. Um, who would be more likely to um, plagiarize songs from an alternate universe as their own? Oh. It says yesterday. That's so specific. Oh, oh, oh. I, I was thinking up, Back to the Future. I looked up at your wall, saw that. Oh, well, it's, that's the Beatles. I have a frame picture of the Beatles, not, the Beatles, not songs. Danny Boyle's Yesterday. <laughs> but is it, are, are they not plagiarizing Beatles songs? Yeah, no. they are. Yeah. But that's just a weird, of all the questions to get from the poster of the Fab Four, we go to the Danny Boyle. Oh, I'm movie. sorry. Which one beat his wife and disowned his kid? <laughs> that's a good question. We'll pick you. <laughs> no, let's do the first one. Which one? Which this one? has been an extra sad podcast hour. <laughs> which, one, which one married and then uh, divorced a gold digger with no legs? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. 
I or more know. likely to. All right, well, what's your... What's the actual choose, question? Choose one of the questions. Choose one of those three. They're I all want acceptable. The, I want the gold digger with no legs. All right, who's more likely... <laughs> she had one leg. One leg. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Heather Mills. Yes. More likely to marry a gold digger with one leg. Okay. Who will then divorce you, but you don't know that yet. Oh, no. One through <laughs> she six. She only had that leg to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> one through six, Billy. Two and six. Hank Green or Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Didn't you know that's why Jennifer Lawrence fell off the map for a few years? She, no, had, to no. re- she had to regroup. I thought she fell because she had the one line. <laughs> I, I think it's Hank okay, Green. Okay, we're done with the pair of Hank Green would uh, marry somebody who wants why? influence or money. I don't know. No. J-Law does seem like a strong independent woman don't who don't need no man. Him. I don't think she'd fall for him. Even though he might fall for her. Mm. In more ways than one. We're not. We're I said we were done with the jokes. jokes. You said you were done. Right. So you can laugh at your own jokes. Actually, I said we collectively. <laughs> I, I did try yeah, to. But that meant you and your husband. Yes. What? In this case, you speak for both of us, okay. protecting us. Not me. <laughs> not in this house. Yes. Okay. You can't tell me what jokes I can't say in my own home. You still have to laugh at them. But it would be nice if you did. Technically, (laughs) so we're so we're assuming that this is the same idea of a woman, idea of a partner, if you will. Well, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is marrying a like she's straight, so she's marrying a man with one leg who's trying to get after her money. I feel like that would more likely. In a one movie, she is oh in Red God. Sparrow or whatever the hell that movie is. Yes, everyone loves anyway, Red Sparrow. Anyway, I feel some, something about Hank Green gives me real benefit of the doubt vibe. He'd be like, you know what? I love her. And also, now I'm very into like Paralympic cause and stuff like that. And then she's over here like, that's and nice. Then, but secretly steals. Yes. I don't know anything about Hank Green, but I've kind of leaned his way in every question. He's a good guy. He's chaotic good. He's just a fella. All right, fine. Any votes He's for J-Law? Yeah. I think J-Law is too street smart. All right, J-Law, not happening. You don't end up in an Aronofsky film by having this happen to you. (laughs) True that. One, or uh, five Americans remaining. My question. Um, Most likely to... Most likely to uh, spike a punch bowl with LSD, leading to a whole bunch of murderers at a party. Murderers. All right. So they are the, the murderer. They are the person who put... They didn't necessarily anticipate murder. Okay. But they put LSD in a punch bowl, expecting a good time, and... Can you do this question last time? Maybe. <laughs> okay. This is going oddly specific. Well, yeah, one but... through five. Okay. Um, four and five. Tyler Perry or David Fincher? Medea spikes the punch bowl. <laughs> I... <laughs> I feel like Dave Fincher would do it to see what happens. That's David Fincher is doing it because it's method. Yeah. Is actually he a method LSD. director? I don't think he... He'd give it anything a shot. I feel like he's very much know. would give it, just give it a shot. I don't think Tyler Perry would do it. I don't think either of these people oh, No, would absolutely do it. not. Yeah. We're not alleging that. We're not, you know. <laughs> That's a different podcast. See, if Hank Green was in this, <laughs> oh maybe. Gosh. I um, was actually doing a qualitative assessment on the effects of LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Green, you devil. <laughs> uh, 
What a soft oh, spot. Jeez. Okay. All right. I I do David Fincher just because of the same mentality yeah. of like if you have a history of showing fucked up stuff, you have maybe more of a chance of even conceiving. Or maybe you're filming a movie. Who's more likely to have LSD to on to... their person? I feel like it's David Fincher. Why? They're both equally rich, right? Yeah, but I feel like wealth and LSD. I, don't I, I personally I feel like. Tyler Perry's drug of choice is probably something more in like the like Coke or weed variety. I feel like he's going for like, Coke. Do you have something in the Coke or weed variety? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, do I need to say cocaine? Can I not? I don't think Tyler Perry's snorting Coke. He seems like a very. A weed? Probably. But like Coke. He's so. Well, Medea is pretty in your face, but Tyler Perry himself is kind of chill. Sure. That's what I'm saying is, like, I think But chill, Medea doesn't snort cocaine, I don't think. Yeah, every time you say Medea, it hurts me inside. It's <laughs> Medea. It's Medea because it's Ma Deer. It's Medea. Oh, well, I've never seen a single one of those There movies. you go. Love him in Gone Girl. Evident. <laughs> also in David Fincher movie. <laughs> um, I, I generally am just going to vote for David Fincher on this. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And it I, goes for Tyler Perry. I, I think Finchner would put the LSD in the punch bowl because he truly thought it party but it didn't go that way Tyler Perry you're not the world's greatest American alright Billy question alright who would be the person you would pick to be the mastermind of an elaborate bank heist one through four um three and four Shaq or David Fincher no one expects Mas- Shaq. <laughs> it's a Of a bank heist. Mastermind. Shaq's 25. <laughs> <laughs> he feels a basketball team. <laughs> oh well, that would be his 11. Oh my he god. Has that would, that would, Soderbergh like, would like <laughs> fucking nail that. <laughs> I want to see it. The, I want to see an Ocean's Eleven with the Dream Team from the Olympics. Scotty Pippen is not leaving anything on the table. How has that not no been done before? before? I really think that's the next step of Space Jam. Space, Space Jam yeah. Three it's, is that it's a heist movie. Bugs is seventy-five. Um, I think Dan Fincher has demonstrated thoughtful filmmaking with multiple parts, kind of lateral thinking. It's not very predictable. It's gotta be Fincher. I think so too. It's gotta be. I think they pull it off. I can't picture Shaq. The Shaq. Shaq. He's so large and like evidently all eyes are always on him. Yes. He's part of it. He's the misdirect. He's yeah. the red herring. Yes. He's drawing the Oh, eyes. Fincher's definitely has Shaq on his heist oh, team. Oh, of course. We're not saying Shaq couldn't Shaq's participate. on the team. He's just not playing. Shaq's always eyes. on the team. The Shaq always, the Shaq get prosthetics like that god-awful Matt Damon nose that we all had to pretend was not... I think your Ocean's Stranger. 13 pulls are going to be limited. Here I don't right. care. That was horrifying. <laughs> Pheromones and a comically large nose. And I was yep. supposed to be like, yeah, this will check out. Yeah, I don't really care for those movies, honestly. If what? I'm going to watch a heist movie, I'll watch Ant-Man. Wow. Boo. <laughs> also, hiss. <laughs> I do like Logan Lucky a lot. Oh, weird. <laughs> weird, Cade. Like don't Adam like, Driver's a bartender like, with one arm? You like that better than Ocean's Eleven? I don't really like Ocean. Yeah, I don't like heist movies. I just don't like movies with, like, Brad Pitt. Like, I mean, I'm a guy. He, he's entitled to be wrong in his own house. <laughs> yes, and we support you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah. That, and I just don't really like movies where 
humans shoot other humans with guns. Sure. It's sure. kind of boring. I'll go ahead and take your copy of Winter Soldier away if you'd like. You know. Oh, those are super soldiers. They aren't human. They got guns, my man. No, I like guns when they're shooting, uh, like, aliens and shit. Okay, I'm pretty sure Winter Soldier killed people. Yeah. Okay. But this he's also a super wrong, soldier. This is the wrong pod. He <laughs> has with his, the shackening. He has his mental mind palace up against all criticisms. <laughs> Let's get Shaq on track. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shaq a track. Shaq a track. <laughs> Shaq a tracks. Before Shaq tracks. Anyway. All right, so it's David Fincher, <laughs> yes, right? Not David. Shaq. Yes, yeah, sorry. Shaq is, is gone sorry, out of the game. Fincher just doesn't rhyme as hard as... All right. It's your final question. Yes. Before the ultimate question, who is the world's greatest American? Okay, my question is, who would get further in a, in a Thelma and Louise situation? They've, like survive? No, oh, pretty much. They've committed the murder. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> murder, you know. Um, and basically have to avoid law enforcement, stay and avoid capture for as long as possible, up until the point where they get surrounded. So you want to see who can stay undetected. They don't have to get away with it. I have to say, who can survive without being captured longest? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kaylee, one through three. Two and three. Hank Green or David Fincher? It's that chaotic energy that's coming up again. And this is, once again, maybe this is where Guile <coughs> wins. Yeah. I don't know that David Fincher could do all the things Thelma and Louise did. In terms of like I that adventure, Hank Green could do this. <laughs> <laughs> but we seem to believe in him with Hank no evidence. Hank Green's <laughs> approximate knowledge of David Fincher has filmed so many people murdering people and getting away with it. I think he's going to have a pretty good grasp at okay. that. Universe. Yeah, you know that there's like an actors' roundtable type thing that he's done that's just been unreleased. Where it's like, how do we plan the perfect murder that's just being saved for when someone at that table actually does it? Sure. Uh. Yeah, I'm still gonna personally vote for Hate Green just because of that movie, which I've seen only recently. Uh, is very much about like making chaotic decisions and yeah, making the I best. I think we're of forgetting it. the X factor that Hank Green brings to the whole situation that we've made up here. That, yeah, that we have invented <laughs> in this past hour. It's true. I so badly want to send this to Hank Green now. There's a non-zero chance he would watch this or hear it. Well, he definitely wouldn't watch it. There's a zero chance he would watch it. Oh, I always stay Hank Green ready, honey, okay? All right. Votes for Hank Green. One. Two. What? Votes for Hank Green? Votes for Hank Green. Yeah. I will vote for Hank Green. This is fascinating. All right. David Fincher, you're not the world's greatest There's only room for one great director in the winner's circle for Cade. Is Hank Green a director? No. no, I'm saying and Dave Fincher got eliminated because I'm not Shyamalan stayed in last time. Oh, well, the last game. I want a director's super, super that game. That would be one of our specialty brackets. Yeah, brackets. that's Future. season two. Look forward to that in November 2023. Season two begins. Whee! Um, all right. Two Americans remain. Who is the world's greatest American? Gerard Way or Hank Green? God, they both we have to Gerard get serious Way. again, don't we? I... These men really shaped the mid 2000s I just found out about Hank Green tonight, so I gotta vote for my boy Gerard Way. Tell us the ways Make your that pitch. Gerard Way and the band have contributed to America or embody American spirit. <laughs> Hold on, before you do From that. From New Jersey. All I can think of is 9 11. <laughs> 9 <laughs> 11. <laughs> it is funny because the, he did That's allegedly. Why. That's why I brought it up. He, yeah, I started his band. He wrote a song like about. 
He's also oh, yeah. responsible for Twilight. Well, I've heard that Muse is responsible. I've heard multiple no, like fans is, of that time. So Supermassive Black Hole is on the soundtrack, and that's probably what you're referencing, because that's the scene from the baseball scene. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie Meyer, side note, is a Mormon, unrelated. Bring it back in. She really <laughs> glad we okay. took that detour. Yeah, I'm sorry for getting leave, you off track. Leave me Are you okay? Alone. Do you need us to read back the minutes? Look, look I I am supporting Hank in this because I too have a lot of approximate knowledge just waiting to bubble out of me. Um, he, you know, allegedly <laughs> came up with My Chemical Romance okay. because yes. of 9 11. Yes, right. right? Correct. He was inspired by the towers yes. crumbling, and he was working at a comic book store in New Jersey at the time. Gotcha. Yes. Stephanie Meyer apparently slash made that the soundtrack while she was writing, but also really inspired it really inspired the character development for Edward specifically. Mm. Um, and then that happened there, and then by nature of it being Twilight, because Twilight, um, Fifty Shades of Grey used to be yeah Twilight fan fiction. Fan fiction. So yes. if you think about it, know. has he done more harm than good for the American populace? Well, we could just given a whole bunch of people things. Also, I. I, I have heard, and I haven't watched any of these Twilight movies or read these books. You haven't watched Twilight movies? No. Do you want to watch them? Is yeah, that the After gonna... After After pod? Well, no. We'll, well, let's make that the next right. like, movie theater thing. I think it'd be fun. Oh, not... in the theater? You want to watch yeah, Twilight yeah. on the big screen? would be at everyone. They're not good, but honestly, some of the scenes kind of slap. And I was not a Twilight kid. Every but franchise. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. But yeah. It sounds like, alright, so what has Hank Green done for society? Because Gerard Way is inspired. Also, My Chemical Romance, huge band. Huge 2007 to 2010 presence. Or, sorry, maybe 05 to 010. I feel like Hank Green is almost like a mascot for the next generation of Americans. Also, Umbrella Academy, like he has a fingerprint or like a foothold in the comic book world. You don't have to make the argument that Jar Way is a Renaissance man. Absolutely. He's an entrepreneur for sure. Entrepreneur, so, is Hank, so is Hank and John Green. What, right. Don't forget to be awesome Musician. and nerd fighteria. I don't know what these Way things are. Established the like the newest imprint of DC also, right? Wrote Doom Patrol for a while too. He did, yes. So, you know, I'm kind of bent towards that. But just in favor of Hank Green, I will say that it seems like the younger generations of America, not millennials, but Gen Z and next up have kind of taken Hank Green as a mascot for something they enjoy. I don't know that Hank Green has made the impact that Gerard Way has. But, you know, we established on the Danny Elfman, Serena Williams uh, thing that it's not just, you know, what have you contributed to America, but is what you do American. And I think we could say that for Gerard Way. Absolutely. He's from New Jersey. I would argue that... The most American state. How dare you? (laughs) Your listeners just dropped. (laughs) I think that the most American state is the frontier of Montana, which is also where Hank Green happens to currently reside. Okay, that, that that's that's true. I got it. <laughs> Hank, Hank Green, I feel like, is more directly an influencer to younger generations. Okay. You know, uh, millennials down. Uh, directly with his YouTube channel, with his mm. uh, with his podcasting, with his charity with work, his thoughts, with YouTube, sure, his thoughts, <laughs> everything, his loose thoughts he's poured into the ether. But Gerard Way has a more, uh, maybe bigger societal influencing that's just not also direct more, more, to your pe- more Americans know his name. I would imagine it's true. he's contributed to television, to music, yes. to comic books, yeah. all in you know almost a strictly American yes. sort of context. With all, also within twenty years. That's true. Absolutely. 
I just don't think Umbrella Academy is worth saying that he had such. But a he direct, wrote. He he created he that. But he wrote other stuff. Impact on Cop, but still. No, but like he's written for Doom Patrol too. Just saying, yeah, he's written for yeah. DC stuff. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that should almost disqualify him. So I picked the wrong horse. Okay, <laughs> not for me. Uh, all right, I vote for Gerard Way. I vote for Gerard Way also. Hey, I dream. I vote for Gerard Way. Hey, I think he is. Let's go. Modern Renaissance man. I love that and now, mentality. Cable, forget Hank Green ever existed. That is 100 percent true. I do, I do like <laughs> Hank Green a lot. I'm gonna bring bringing him up a lot a to bit. this final battle. Yes, but he stood up. He fought a little I bit. I think there. that that uh, Gerard Way just has a, a few more different, varied skill sets he's bringing. Yeah, it's true. I agree. I think the front man of fucking Finger Eleven could win on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring him on. What's his name? Exactly. Let's go. I think it would I'm submitting matter. it after this. I don't think it would goddamn matter. Oh, boy. All right. Great ideas. Look forward to that next step, America. Uh, thank you to my panel. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2023, the year we finish season one of the podcast. Uh, Kaylee humming the When Harry Met Sally theme song. Um, <laughs> all right. Fuck you! Uh, thank you to my panel, um, and good night, America. Was that good? <laughs>